Brandon. Uh, <laughs> a little technical difficulty there? Well, I might have tried to push the button and then it got rid of my screen and then I tried to bring it back up and then it didn't work. Okay, well, there's our one technical difficulty out of the way. <laughs> for hopefully this it's the only one. <laughs> yeah, hopefully it's the only one. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of The Writer's Block. My name is Brandon Morehouse. And I'm Jake Flukiger. And this week we're going to be talking about romance and erotica. Now... If you're an avid follower of the show, you know one topic that's going to get brought up, but we're going to try to push that towards the end, right? Now, <laughs> if you're also an, a usual follower of the show, we're going to discuss the fact that under contract, Brandon can only speak of this topic for this one last show, and then it is banned. It's banned. I can't. I might bring Brandon, it up. You are not allowed to bring it up anymore. Right. Scout's honor. I promise. promise. Right. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. Uh, if you are live with us and you want to join in on this discussion, make sure to hit that mic button in the little bottom left-hand corner of your phone. Um, if you're listening back, Jake, what should they be doing? Well, you should definitely, definitely be following us. And especially if you can do your listening off of podbean.com, go ahead and give us a like, and a follow so that you can keep up to date with all the new episodes. Yes. And I believe we have another new platform too, don't we? Um, well, we have Facebook, which is yes. awesome. Yes. You know, yeah. we're, we've, we've branched out to Facebook and we're, we're already developing a following over there. And uh, hopefully some more of our Facebook listeners will jump on and we'll go from there. Well, we'll build. It's a slow process, right? It is. It is a process. Considering we're on season three and we've already had over 800 downloads, we're pushing 900 at this point, we're doing pretty good. It's pretty good. I will pretty agree. Good. Yeah. All right. So those of you that don't know, Jake and I like to do this thing at the beginning where we kind of do an icebreaker. It's an off-topic topic. So where one of us, one host, asks, asks I'm struggling with my S's tonight. Um, I don't know what's the, wrong with you. I don't, the, I'm a little concerned. It's this new diet I'm on. Uh, asks the other host <laughs> they, a topic they don't know anything about. Now, it's my week to ask Jake, and I know he always looks forward to this. I so, so look forward to this. So, and I don't Jake, have a problem with my asses, and that whatever. was sarcasm. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> those of you that don't know, Jake is really into horses. Like, yes, like, obsessed since I was, like, two years old. It's, okay. Uh, <laughs> Enough Jake, <said. laughs> do you know what hobby horsing is? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I very much know what hobby horsing is. Can and... you explain to everyone what hobby horsing is? I'm going to preface this just a little bit with the fact that horses are super, super expensive. Like, yes. so expensive. And we are not shaming anyone. I am not. No, no, no. No. I, I've not. had so many horses in my life. Like, I, we're not shaming anybody. But when you can't afford a horse, or if you don't want to worry about the upkeep, or you live in a place where you can't have them, there is a, something called hobby horsing. And you can literally show yourself into the show ring on a stick horse and then and then you literally prance around the arena and you're the show pony yes if you haven't seen the video you need to watch it it's it it's will marvelous. bring us it'll be it's it'll bring a smile to your face is all i'm saying it is it's, really good it is really good Yes, that was my off-topic topic. Very nice, Brandon. <laughs> that was have, it. Here's the question for you. Have you ever been on a real horse? I have, actually. I used to go riding all the time. Um, so, yes, I have been on a horse. And have you done any hobby horsing lately? I have never done any hobby horsing at all. Well, and you should probably pick that up as your next I like. really thing. don't plan on it. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> not my thing all right well let's get on let's get on with the topic let's i i think we need to break this down a little bit let's start with romance like we're going through a, a date right <clears throat> okay 
we're going to start with romance and then we're going to make our way into erotica. Okay. Okay. Yep. Got to take them out to dinner first. Yeah. I mean, and it's Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to everyone. Yeah. Happy Valentine's Day is right. Jeez. We planned that pretty well, didn't we? Wink, wink. Somebody did. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, you're the one that planned it. Give me a break. Props to Brandon. Yes. Props to me on that one. Um, Okay. So what is... (laughs) What is considered romance? Because I was going through my um, Netflix list the other day, and there was a movie on there that I was like, I don't know if this if this isn't di- this isn't um, a romance. Okay, okay. I don't remember so, what the movie was, but it was like this. Oh, it was Scream. Like, why is me? Yeah, I was like, like the horror movie? movie. Yeah, I d- no. So, can you explain to me, and, you know, we always start at the very, very bottom, what is romance? Okay, so a romance story, basically, is two or more people meet each other. There are so many tropes that go along with this. Um, and the, I, the main point is, is that you have to have a happily ever after. Or a happily for now. Okay. I do, I do feel like romance is very heavy on the tropes. More it, than it is. almost any other like, genre. But I will tell you that romance is one of the best-selling genres out there. Oh, for sure. And they work, right? And I've always said, if a trope works, use it. Don't... They, they're there for a reason, right? Like we, yeah. like, we all know the Hallmark, you know, their movie... Their Christmas movies, you know, especially big city girl, their Christmas movies, especially their big, <laughs> you know, especially their Christmas. We know their formula, and those are all tropes. Like, but it works. Lean into it. So, yeah, lean into it. Lean into it. So, what is? Can you kind of go through what's kind of needed in a story? And we're going to add you in a minute. We'll get you on here in just a couple minutes. Okay, let. So we're not ignoring you. Well, obviously, we're not ignoring M. I mean, geez. No. How rude could you be? I could be, um, very, I could be very rude. But go ahead. What are the basic foundations that a romance needs? Basic foundations that a romance needs are at least two characters, and they need to go through some hardships, and yep. they need to end up together at the end. That literally is all that you need. I, I do like that you're saying at least two characters, because now I think, and this is me kind of, wishing it upon the writing community, right? Yeah. Uh, I think throuples are going to be a big one for romance. I think yeah. I could see that happening. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I, I could just see it spanning out. I think there's a need for it, in my opinion. Yeah. I. I the big thing is, is that as the writing industry as any of the artistic industries have branched out. They have been including more and more people from different walks of life. And that is important because everybody deserves to see themselves in the written word or on screen. And so it's a big step in the right direction. If people can see themselves, it's, it's really important. Um, And I think it's important, especially in the romance category. Yeah, I think I, I I like the idea of like thruples being represented, and I'm saying thruples specifically. I'm not ignoring the rest of them out there, but I, I think they. I, I think it's good to have them represented in in new stories and new romance because I mean, all of I don't want to say all romance stories have been written, not by any means, but it's it's time for some fresh blood. Right. Like yeah. It's it's time it's time for some new branch over here we could go down. Yeah, for sure. Um for any of you new listeners, if you want to join in on the conversation, please just hit that mic button in the bottom left hand corner of your screen and join us in the conversation. This is all yeah. about you writers out there and you know, it's an open space. Yeah. Emily, you're Emily M. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what was that? Wow. If you want to jump in, feel free. You're good to go. <laughs> that was awesome. I know. I said it and went, ooh, I just called her 
a name. So, okay, so... I've been called worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Italy is not even close to my name. Nope, I know. I don't not. even know why I said it. I said it and went, I don't know what, what that came from, where that even started. But you, you got published? I've got a publisher, yes. That's amazing. Woo! Congratulations. Such a big deal. Yes. It's Such a, a huge deal. Absolutely. Sure. I, I can hear that sigh of relief. And what's, I know you're not a big, like, romance person, but what's, what's your take on romance? Um, pulling from what I've read lately, there, there are a lot of differences. Uh, romance, I like the slow burn romance. Okay. Where it takes a long time for the couple to get together. Not so much into the erotica where it's nothing about sex and absolutely no real storyline. Mm-hmm. But with romance, you kind of have you know, the tropes, of course, you know, the enemies to lovers, the old friends finally meeting again, all that good stuff. But I think what makes a good romance is that build up, that ability to establish a chemistry. Right. Without telling the readers that they have chemistry. Which apparently my new editor has decided that I have chemistry between characters that ought not have chemistry. So, hey, there's that. Maybe I should write romance. Uh, I mean, you dabble in it, right? I would say go for it. <laughs> I do yeah. dabble in it. She, yes. does da- she does dabble in it. There you go. And she's actually I really good. In it. It's just, it's just a, it, that's just. I told a, you. Hobby. But yeah, I mean, when said you the, can said the person, elicit... the, the person who just got a writing contract, yeah, it does. It's not a hobby. It's not a hobby. A ju- um, well, my romance part. It's is not a hobby. hobby. I refuse hobby. to let you say it's a hobby. <laughs> you know, if you ever see anything on Amazon by like Mary Poppins or some crazy odd name. That'll be me because I am not gonna do please, it please, 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 please have your pen name be Mary Poppins. I would love it. Mary Poppins, uh, you've read some of my crap. That would be ironic. it, would be ironic, and I love it. <laughs> so, Jake, getting yes, back to Brandon. the romance, what, how does one, how does an, how do we as writers build that? tension like M said there's that anticipation right how do we build that well i think the thing to recognize is that to start out with you need those separate character individual voices now for so many people um that tends to be it depends on the point of view that you're writing from If you're writing from first person, obviously you're going to be deep diving into your main character's head and the love interest's um, perspective is is kind of secondhand. Um, And so you don't have to dive as deep into that. Uh, Writing a romance, say, first person, but with two points of view where you switch off every chapter that becomes a lot more difficult so and a whole lot more fun to read and and for a lot of people it is more fun to read because you're getting the the perspective of both those characters yeah um from really a deep dive and it ends up being something that you as a writer have to be skilled enough to give us two really different voices two really different perspectives and then having those the chemistry between those two moving forward and having each of their voices be unique for the point of view character in that chapter is can be difficult for for authors okay um that's that yeah that is very difficult to when you're bouncing back and forth, right? As, as 
Now, you, you now, will know that I I can admit that. But Brandon has that. the opposite <laughs> problem. The opposite problem because Brandon has written books with like sixteen points of view, and he he does the omniscient thing. And so for Brandon, it's a different ball game where he's trying to, in this new book of his, he's trying to come back and write from a specific point of view. Um, and and this new book does have some romance in it, right? Yeah, it's it's evolving, and th- there's a reason I'm focusing on the thruple aspect of it. And I I really think, you know, I don't want to give too much. I don't want to give too much away. Let's just say that I, I'll just leave it at that. Like so, there's that's been a little bit difficult because I've never been in a thruple, and but I think. They need to be represent. I want to represent them. I want to get their stories out there as much too, and I think this will be good. So, can okay? I have a question because you said, Jake, you said romance has to be at least between two different people, right? Yes. So, can a book, can a story, be considered romance if it's learning to self love? So, like. I was, I was, Jay, I was like, I was working on that one book at one point where yeah. I was going through all of my past relationships and I had went through a rough breakup and that was my coping mechanism. Right. And it's all these like <laughs> it's, weird it's these, relationships that I have yeah. been in, <laughs> but would that, so would that be considered romance? Well, technically if you like, you're taking a, memoir type style book and you're fictionalizing it okay and although it is about self-love um because there's not necessarily a happily ever after for the character m wrong no there will be no sound effects no that's not a romance <laughs> it's not a romance um, it's not a romance if okay. you ended up with some, with one of those characters in the end, or if you ended up with a new person in the end, that would be considered a romance. Okay, I do I do want to address a question real quick because Heather messaged. She said, "What is a thruple? A thruple is a, uh, a relationship people. between three people." Right. Thank you. I... A menage. A menage. That's what it's called in erotica. Yeah, in er- in erotica, it would be menage a trois. Right. Meaning, meaning. No, it's just menage. Okay. But the uh, trois means three. Yes, it does. But they call it in the books a menage, a menage All relationship. Right. So it's also polyamorous. Yeah, polyamorous. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um. So really. All, all Brandon's doing is he's taking three different characters and he's putting them together into a romantic uh, vibe towards the end of the book. Yes. Um, you want some help with that, Brandon? I'm not, I'm not quite there yet, Em, but I would definitely be reaching out to you when I'm at that stage to make sure it kindles. Can I have some fun with you? Oh, Lord. I don't know if I want you to have fun with my work. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, to all of you new listeners, this is an open discussion. You are welcome to hit that mic button and join in. If you have questions, if you don't feel comfortable jumping on, feel free to give us a comment in the chat, um, and then we will get to them. We'll get to your questions. Absolutely. So, yes. Jake. Yes. So how do you – I don't even – like, what's the next step? Once you have your character, you have your point of view – What's the next step for a good romance? So going back to what we've kind of mentioned before, it's all about the tropes. Okay. And for romance, it, a lot of it is, and, and some people will call it formulaic, but it's really not because every single story is different based on the author and their voice and how they tell the story. But mm-hmm. they do rely on some pretty heavy hitting um on on some tropes and in case you are new to the show we have over 40 episodes recorded and tropes is one of those yeah so what is it in a quick quick world what's what's a trope uh a trope is just 
I'm going to give you the actual definition. A figurative or metaphorical use of a word or expression. So what's an example of that? What's a, what's a good example of a romance trope? Uh, like M said, like uh, enemies to lovers is one okay. of the classic ones. You have two people that show up in this in this story. They absolutely hate each other. They can't get along. And by the end, they've said, oh, my gosh, this isn't just a hate relationship. We're actually in love. Okay. Uh, one of the most classic examples of that is Pride and Prejudice. Brandon. I know. You do know? <laughs> How do you know, Brandon? What are you talking I, about? I read, I read Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> so, so in Pride and Prejudice, like you obviously have your, your main characters. Um, and they hate each other. They, they think that each of them is stuck up or beneath them. And by the end of the book, they say, oh my gosh, I don't care what the drawbacks are i just absolutely have to be in love with you yes sure yeah <laughs> i sorry i went from pride and prejudice to divergent so it's like that's an extreme that is such that a change that, that is, is such a change such a change <laughs> uh let's take something brandon will understand perfect um twilight twilight perfect uh Two people who are complete opposites. Yes. That is a trope. Okay. And that's the easiest way to explain that trope is, I mean, you have a vampire and you have a right. human. So. I, I immediately, I, I don't like, I'm not a big fan of, I can't say, I was never a big fan of Twilight, but I go to like Buffy and Angel from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, right? Like, yeah, they, they fall. Yeah, that's yeah. it. So, okay. Yeah, same, same difference. So Good. you have all these tropes and, and leaning into these tropes is really going to help you. Uh, that includes, you know, the friends to lovers, uh, fake relationships, uh, whether that's fake marriage or whatever right. else, um, having a second chance, uh, soulmates that are destined for each other. Um, uh, you Go ahead, Brandon. No, go ahead. Finish your, your comment. I was just going to say you like anything where you have an employer employee falling for the other one. Right. Um, there, there's all these tropes and people love to hate tropes, but for romance, especially it's really important to, you know, lean into that a little bit because this yeah. is, these are classic stories that people love to read over and over and over again. It works. And Nicholas Sparks does some of the best ones. I mean, he has the whole lover dies at the end thing down pat that I cannot do at all. The fault in my stars absolutely undid me. It's absolutely heartbreaking. It's uh, he, oh my he God. knows how I couldn't to... even watch the movie. He is so emotional in his work that. Ugh. Thanks for ruining that one for me. I've never read the book or the movie, but I appreciate it. <laughs> You wouldn't do it anyway. <laughs> the romance is not my, like, that's not my area. Like, I can't, this is me in my uncomfortable zone. That's it. Like. The Guardian would be oof. more what something you would read. Okay. So can you, because I feel like we're seeing in, in trends. Are there, let's, let's, are there trends in romance? Um, can you be more specific as to what you're referring to? I, I'm just asking a question, so I can't really get okay. specific. <laughs> okay. So, so romance is kind of a, a classic that there's not necessarily a trend in tropes that works well or does not work well. Okay. Um, I think... There have been little blips of trends, uh, like what Em was saying. They had they came out with like the faults in your in our stars, uh, you before me. I think it was. Um, yeah, that's, that's another, another one. Can't do it. And uh, they they had kind of this like whole entire the lover dies in the end type thing, um, which which is heartbreaking and it's awful and you end up still with a happily ever after 
because the character is able to take that death and process it and move on. Okay. Um, it's one of those. Now, Nora Roberts has made her mint off of the poor, you know, widowed or divorced woman who is never, ever going to fall in love again. She's too heartbroken. She's lost too much. And, you know, systematically bringing that around to someone who comes into her Right, okay. Okay. Ooh, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, V.C. Andrews is technically romance. That's a type of romance. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Kim did not sound like You're welcome. Okay, I have 14 of those on my shelf that I'm staring at right now. I would not consider any of them romance. <laughs> you knew I was gonna do something today. Guys. Oh, I we told we were expecting it, David. We were absolutely expecting it for sure. David, put your mute button back. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it, okay, let me let me ask. I'm just teasing, David. I know. Um, are there things you should never do in romance? Um. That's a good question. I have yeah. no idea. Monsters have loved humans. Humans have, I mean, monsters have loved monsters. As, as long as it's a love story. Have loved criminals. As long as there's some buildup to the romantic element, I think you can pretty much put a, what is it called? I am old. The fluffy, furry critter thingies along with marrying their telephone. Who knows? I was when when I said that I was thinking more like you look at the classics, right? And I'm going to go to Little Mermaid. She's she's very much underage in that story, right? That is not something I think in a modern story. If you're writing it now, that would be probably appropriate, but I don't know. Like there there this this goes to one of our other wonderful topics that we've covered and that is pushing the limits okay um there there are obviously some limits that kind of have been put out there yeah um there are books that have totally broken those limits though uh 50 shades of gray was revolutionary in the sense that it brought to light a whole entire uh, type of love that was a little interesting for some people. Um, that's not romance, I'm, Jake. I'm, oh, it's I'm, romance. That, that's not romance. I'm, I'm going to back up, and that's not romance. Oh, it's romance. You, we've not moved in. It's an episode of Criminal Minds, Jake. <laughs> that is true as well. So, uh, But you also have to consider the time that it was made. Right. Same as Little House on the Prairie. I mean, Laura, in the Little House on the Prairie series got married when she was 14 or 15. That would not happen today, but it was perfectly appropriate for that time period. So really you have to look at it based on, like Emma says, the, the time period, what's acceptable, what is not acceptable. Um, there, there are limits. There are things that are up and down and left and right and, and things that will help keep you kind of the crosshairs of a romance kind of trained on the target. So, right. uh, Kathleen, I think a good rule of thumb is, Brandon, think about it. Oh, sorry, David. No, 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 it's a problem. I was just going to say that I think a rule, a good rule of thumb is if the relationship's not appropriate, then it's not romance. All right. I you like know what that. I mean? I like that. Uh, also, Brandon, you have, even though there are things that are not written about anymore under age, of course, there's things that can be written about now that couldn't have been written about 20 years right. ago. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Uh, so Kathleen says, hold on, let me find it. Uh, or Heather says, excuse me, Kathleen Woody West, am I, Woody Wise is the queen of romance. I don't know who that is. I don't, here's the thing. I don't read a lot of romance. And so this topic is totally, yeah, totally new to me in a lot of ways. I just know what I've learned about it through peers that write romance and um, 
doing a lot of genre study when I was querying that type yeah. of thing. Yeah. And I don't, I, it's not that I don't read romance at all. Like that's not my thing. I steer clear that whole area. Cause I'm like, Nope, Brandon has no emotions. Except when he read pride and prejudice. Yeah. It was and all right. He read romance. It was all right. It's just cause I wanted to get it off my list. Anyways. Brandon, <laughs> when we did our memoir, episode you committed to reading some more memoirs so i think that as homework you should probably commit to reading a few romances it's i've got some romances on my list it's just what's available and if i'm in the mood to read it or not but we'll move on from that i think okay so we've went through the romance now we're at the front door but we're not done with romance yet. Son of a bitch. <laughs> okay, go on. <laughs> so there is a, a kind of a, a phrase that says every single story is a love story at heart. Okay. And in certain aspects, that is absolutely true. That doesn't mean that every single story is a romance, though. Because just because you have a love story doesn't mean it's a romance. You could have a sci-fi that has a love story. You could have fantasy that has a love story. Those in and of themselves are not enough to make it a romance. So, and they should, they should always have a barrier like every other story, right? Oh yeah. And Why the, they can't get together or something. Yeah, yeah. For whatever reason, they, you know, it's, they, there's some difficulties that place in their way and they can't get it together. Um, romance specifically is about, the romance it's about the love and there's you can have overcoming obstacles yeah overcoming obstacles whether that's together or apart to make it together in the end um which i think would do you good to read brandon it might help in your dating life to understand there are a lot of obstacles yeah Oof. brandon that hit that hit a little close there em <laughs> That, <laughs> that, that, that that was below the belt. Wow! You, you goddamn, like shit. <laughs> now I said just a second ago. Would you like me to send you some titles, Brandon? No, I'm good. I'm good. I'll just. <laughs> I love you, Brandon. I'll open up my. I'm, I'm I'll open up like my grinder if I want to do that. Like that's fine. Like <laughs> we are not talking about erotica that yet. Is not romance. This is what I'm trying to tell this you. This is mission, all right? Like <laughs> you are ridiculous on so into many levels. Erotica. <laughs> I'm just, I'm playing mama right now, Brandon. Brandon, I just told you we're not done with romance yet. I know. I'm trying to hurry you along. I know. <laughs> we still like there. We haven't even talked about all of the types of romance that M like hinted at earlier with like the slow burn and rom coms and things like that. Okay, so what are the types of romance? Slow burns and rom coms and things like that. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> there are all different types of romance. Okay, ideal. When Harry met Sally, what is that, Brandon? Uh, a movie. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that is a romance. It's a rom com, right? It's a rom com. Yeah. Uh, you've got mail. Uh, that's a rom com. Yes. Okay, so now you know what a rom-com so is. I know what a rom-com is. is. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, your biggest thing, no matter what type of romance that you're writing, the point is is that whether you're having fun with the comedic end of it, whether you're slowly leading your readers on, the point is is that we have to get to that happily ever after or that happily for now, which is kind of a newer version of things that a lot of uh, in the traditional publishing realm that a lot of agents are okay with accepting at this point, where maybe we'll have a second installment of that book or that series where it's enough that the couple is happy for now. We don't know that they're going to live happily ever after necessarily, but there is that hope that they will. I like that. I like that happily for now. Yeah. That's a millennial. Thing. Yeah. As a millennial, I you appreciate like that. that. You like that. I like that. Um, I, just a minute ago, I said that I don't really write, read romance and stuff, and I have to take that back. I read 
a lot of gay rom-coms. They're so much fun, and I love. Oh my them god, so much. <laughs> you would. They're so adorable, and I love I'm, it. And I know I'm exactly not, how they're turning out. I'm not shocked that you do. You're such a like. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to deal with you, Jake. <laughs> I, 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 I'm kind of a cliche, but kind of. I just I shut up, you. Kind of seems a little weak, but okay. <laughs> Um, I, I there's nothing wrong with those. Jake. No, there's not. Some of them have some really good stories. There, honestly, I just love them because I know exactly how they're going to turn out, and I think that's why so many people like to read romance that kind of they circle back to it and circle back to it because at the end of the day, you always know that you're going to get that happily ever after. Or happily, and there's always and Brandon, there's always hope. Oh my God! Don't you know we don't? (laughs) I always make fun of Jacob. Like you're always like, but there's hope. Like I'm like, get the hell out of here with that hope shit. Like (laughs) Jake and I are like R two D two and three C three PO from Star Wars. Stop bringing it up. Ah! I bet all of you could easily guess who was who, but we'll leave that up to you guys. All right, Brandon, your time has arrived. Okay, so we're at the door, right? Okay. And the romance turns into lust. How okay. do you how do you how do you write an erotica? So there's there's kind of a transition here that we're missing. There's a lot of clean romance, but there's also a lot of romance that has has sex scenes and and things like that in yes. it. Yes. Um, And, and that is just kind of like, if you have like a, a pepper list, you could say, you know, like these are bell peppers and we go all the way up to like super spicy. Right. Um, Really that's up to the author, how much spice they put into their romance. Um, And there's, Whatever you put in, there's an audience for that. Right. And it's there is a difference between a sex scene and a story versus erotica at that point. Yes, absolutely. Far different. Um, so Think of erotica, it like, I would say, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, a sex scene is just like a sex scene in any movie, right? Whereas erotica is going to be like porn. Pretty much, yeah. Got it. Yeah. So... <laughs> feel like I've asked you this question before. Is porn considered research? If you're watching porn, would that be kind of considered? Oh my gosh, Brandon. Research <laughs> for your erotica novel? I count with you right now. I mean, um, it's a legitimate question. Like <laughs> it, it is a legitimate yes. question. And yes, if you're writing is. that kind of thing. I mean, if you're writing erotica, right? Like that's, it's a valid question. Here's the thing. That that can be considered research. Thank you, Em. Appreciate that. I feel like there is kind of this stereotype about steamy, like spicy romance and erotica where it is simply sex and sex and sex. It's it's basically like porn. Um, But I think there are a lot of really talented writers who write in that genre. Yes. Um, who are quite quite adept at what they do because they are quality writers who write with, even with erotica, with character development and things like that. Let me clear up something since I'm going to be, since it seems I'm going to be the only female that's going to speak up here. Men watch porn. That's how they get their reps off. Lies. Absolute lies. (laughs) Bullshit. Oh my God. Women read either spicy romance or erotica because they can visualize things better than men can. That's... It's the same thing That's for fair. them as porn is for That's me. fair. Okay. I I think I would prefer 
the reading. He would. I, and there are some people who can visualize yeah. it and it does it for them, but for, you know, the porn industry, if everybody could do that, then they, <laughs> they, they wouldn't have an they would, yeah, they right. wouldn't have a job. Right. I think it there's there's it's a hard <laughs> Set myself up for a joke. It's, it's wow. Be careful. <laughs> I started to say it was like no reword that entire question. So I'm just going to move on from that statement right there. Um, I, I think it's it, it's a tough writing in erotica is it, tough because while it you you still have to have that storyline, but you have to be very descriptive. I feel like almost more than other genres. Does that make sense? I don't even know if that makes sense. It, it ends up having to be a very sensual thing and yeah. describing that and doing it well is very difficult. Yeah. Carolyn said she had to jump off we'll because she's like, she had to, I had to jump off and it's not because we're talking about erotica. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. Good. Thanks. Thanks, Carolyn. So, so here, the crux of the issue is is what it boils down to is whether or not you're comfortable writing erotica, if right. you're comfortable writing that spicy or not. Yeah. Um, or if you want to stick on the romance side and really focus on the emotional relationship as opposed to the sensual acts of having sex. That's a good point. I find that the difference is there is a lot more sex in erotica. Absolutely. I, right. I, in romance, you know, the writer can describe some of the stuff that's going yeah. on, or she can close the door and leave that up to your imagination. Right. Yeah, we can have we can have those scenes where the curtains blow in the window and and we don't have to to necessarily be a part of that scene. Um, to have romance for erotica, you absolutely have to have the sex on the page. It's what yeah. people want. You have to follow. There's a crass way of putting this. Okay, romance is about romance is about the feelings. Erotica is about the the boner. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you about. would not believe. I have a friend who sells sexual instruments, and she said that. Fifty Shades of Grey, her business went up like a hundred and fifty percent because of that book. No, I'm sure. I'm sure it was it was a cultural phenomenon. Yeah. Uh, that <laughs> just kind of turned society on its head for a minute. Got a true story about Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, Real okay. Quick. My 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 mother read it. My mother read it, and uh, she looks at me and she goes, "This is boring." Nothing happens. And I'm like, oh, God, mother. Wow. What is your standard? Wow. That, that, that's my mother. It was like it was like us reading Catcher in the Rye in high school. We were we were heard about how controversial it was. And we read it. And we're like, what the hell is this? It's fine. <laughs> this it's not- fine. No big deal. <laughs> that, that, right. That, so, you know. Interesting. <laughs> interesting. I literally don't even, I don't even know what to say to that. Like, oh, okay. Um, oh, yeah. Even funnier, um, they took like like Fifty Shades of Grey is honestly like on a scale of like one to ten, one being nothing and ten being the most erotic thing ever and whatnot. It's probably like a four or maybe a five. And swear to God, they were putting they were taking books that were like comps of that, but they were like eights and nines and putting them in Target. And little old ladies were buying them, and it was amazing. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it, um, Brandon. <laughs> Yes, keep, Jake. keep leading this discussion because I am out of my element. <laughs> this is you out of your element. So I, I would be you with erotica. There's usually very specific subgenres in erotica, right? Oh, I knew this was coming. Okay, <laughs> keep going. Can I, please, David? Go ahead. All right, I'm just going to read a title out to you. Here it is. My billionaire Triceratops craves gay ass. Chuck Tingle, ladies and gentlemen. All righty then. I'll see myself. So a a subgenre in the erotica area is dino erotica. I've never read one. Um, 
but it's become but a very quick it's been a very quick interest of mine to just I'm curious to read it, right? Like I'm dino curious. Like Brandon Brandon has been fascinated with this ever since it was brought up originally in many, many episodes ago. And he just can't get enough of the idea of this being just funny to him. It's it's a thing. Like, and I'm not kink shaming by any means. Like that's if that's your thing, go for it. I, I'm, but, but it becomes a physics issue. Like you think to yourself, like, is it a full size dinosaur, or a regular size person, or is it anthropomorphic? What are we talking here? And then you kind of want to know, and you need to know, and I don't want to know. Well, and I think that that goes back to like you know, Velocipaster and stuff. Like that's kind of where I I put like Dino Erotica is in kind of that realm. I think y'all are. I think y'all are thinking overthinking it. Just. Just let it be. Just let it be. Let it be. Let it be. Just let it be. So, so, Jake, can you think of... A strange bestiality. I was going to say, can we name some other sub-genres of the erotica genre? Um, Vampires and humans. That's a great one. That's a great one. That one sells real well. Oh, 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 I know one. Uh Uh-oh, here we go. Jake. Um, There's this huge shift to werewolves. I read that somewhere. Yeah, there's been they're looking more towards the were- werewolf, like the werewolf aspect and yeah. the whole entire like uh, the especially in the gay scene and stuff. As far as writing goes, is huge. It's so much. You talk about ABO. I don't know what ABO means. Alpha, beta, omega. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That's a huge. It's a huge thing right now. Yeah, that's what you're talking about. Huge. So that is a huge part of erotica and romance. (laughs) That is. It's relevant, Brandon. Size doesn't matter, Brandon. Uh, Don't even start. Just just bite your your tongue right now and hold on because I've got a point to make. So in romance and erotica, this is a huge deal right now. The especially in the gay gay portion of writing and everything, like having the alpha, beta, omega stuff is is really you know, it's really popular right now. Yeah, and I think knowing those trends and what works and what's currently selling is important for writers. And you'd want to read more books like that to understand what works and what doesn't and try to figure out those tropes, right? Yeah, and even in erotica, it boils down to tropes. Yes. Which, they work. Tropes work. There's a reason that they're there. I know we don't like them, but lean into them. Make your job easier for you, at least a little bit. Because when you're editing, that's going to be a fucking nightmare. It's all about execution. Okay, explain that further, David. So, stop me if you've heard this before. An aging retired assassin uh, has something happen to him, and he comes out of retirement, and he kicks a lot of ass. How many times have we seen that movie, and how many John Wick movies were there, and how many of us went to go see every single one of them? And that movie has been done over and over and over and over and over. But okay, and yet we love it. Execution, how it's done, perfect. Exactly. Right? You know what I mean? It's exactly. It's the best the, example I can think of. It's of the, what I'm talking about. It's the same old story, and we're just telling it in a different way, and we're telling it well. And if it's done well, people will gravitate toward it. Exactly. So what? What's what's a good one for tro- for what's a good trope for erotica? Um, I think erotica can lean heavily into like the employee employer um is is probably a big one um i think the uh the dominance thing can be a big deal as far as the trope goes like it's a power struggle um you can absolutely have you know friends to lovers friends to or enemies to lovers like all that sort of stuff can really lend itself well to erotica as well as romance. What about like the pizza delivery boy? 
Okay, that that's kind of like the employer employee type thing. Like, okay, it, it falls under there. So, captured slave. What? What? What'd you say, Em? The captured, the captured slave. Yeah, the captured slave is another one. Uh, power dynamics in general. Yeah, any power dynamic lends itself really well to that. Um, that's a lot of it has a lot to do with the BDSM world. Even though, even though people try to shy away from that, Brandon. Yes. What you thinking over there? I have a lot I'm thinking about right now. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, was I don't know whether to be worried mouth. about that. I was like, no, you shouldn't be worried about it because I was trying to think of a question. I was listening and trying to think of a question, and I just blanked. Like. Oh, we got dead air. That dead air is never good. We don't, Jake and I don't like dead air. Um, no. Yeah. So I think the power, the power struggle is a, is a great one. I didn't even think about that. That was a very good point, but I'm, I, I don't, cause again, I don't read erotica. So I don't like, does it, does it have like a little bit of romance in it at some point? Like, how they got to know each other, sort of? I think it could. Um, I I see that more on the romance side than in the erotica realm. Um, erotica really focuses heavily on, on the sex of things. For example, Brandon, one that I read about four months ago, uh, the guy got up He'd been kind of eyeing this girl on a plane, and he got up and followed her to the bathroom. They did the thing in the bathroom, barely knew each other. It's kind of like the grinder hookup. Yeah, I think think that's (laughs) a good analogy. So, but how do you, I guess I don't understand how you make a whole book out of, like, a one night, right? Like, how do you make that into an entire book? Oh, who says it's one night? Well, do you, do you get what I'm saying? Like, I mean, you're not wrong on that one. Like, they, yeah. I mean, yeah. a short story, yeah, I could see that. But if it's a one, like, it would have to be, there would have to, I feel like there would be more substance to it than that if it's an erotica. But I don't know. I, I've never, like I said. Oh, this was about a treasure hunt. This was about a treasure hunt. The guy wanted something that the girl was had, a clue that the girl had, and he was... Trying to manipulate her, but he was doing it through sex. And then they kept bumping into each other at different sites and kept ho- hooking up. There was a lot of sex in this book. but And the story was, yeah, whatever. But the story wasn't the meaning of the book. Okay. It was something to get through the book. Okay. Okay. That's, I guess that's where my brain, I'm having trouble wrapping my head around. It's like, well, if it's just a one night thing, but I guess there would have to be multiple times i guess it's it ends up being more about the emphasis is the emphasis on the plot and the love story or is the emphasis on the sex right okay and it's not saying that erotica can't have a plot or can't have a love story sort of um but it's definitely not considered a romance it's more backseat like that's not the main purpose of this story this purpose of the story is more about the sex and the physical part than the emotional part. Yes. Got it. Okay. See, I'm getting there. You're I'm getting, getting there. It's about lonely people laying in bed, using their toys, reading their books. Oh, yeah. I'm. Yeah. Good on that. Good on, that. Good on, good on them, right? <laughs> good on, good on them. They're just they're taking care of everything, and there you yeah. go. I mean, sex is natural. There's nothing wrong with it. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. <laughs> and if you don't have a Valentine, erotica is just the way to go, guys. <sighs> go buy yourself an erotica book. In fact, go buy yourself a dino erotica and don't let me know what you think. <laughs> I love it. Um, I think that the the romance, the erotica, whatever your preference is, it boils down to just you've got to have a good story for it to be good so you can write erotica that doesn't mean it's good erotica um you can write a romance it doesn't mean it's a good romance 
it boils down to quality writing, quality storytelling. Um, that's really going to hook your reader and make a lasting impression. Well, and I think it's about, and there is, I, I think it's about the relationship too. Is the relationship uh, physical or like, are we a friends with benefits sort of a thing? And we're not, we're sticking clear of the, the emotional. The part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Or is it more focused on the emotional side and maybe it, yeah, I don't know. Those I'm new to this, so you don't have, you don't have to know. I don't have to know. And I mean, there's a reason why the majority, and I don't know, y'all can correct me. I don't know any male romance writers, but there's a reason why females write romance. I want to break that cycle more because I fully intend to write some romance. So I, can I I'll throw in this? I imagine that there might be more than you think. It's just that, so I guess you look at a romance novel and one, two romance novels, one's written by a woman and one's written by a man. You might go with the woman one because we all kind of have preconceived notions about how men see and do romance in their heads. So if I was going to write romance, like romance, romance, I might get a nom de plume and call myself like Stacy Carson or something like that. And, you know, yeah. I never, never let anybody I'm know that it turns out I'm a dude. I have beta read for three male romance writers and I've told them I'll find another genre. It, I, I think it can be a difficult topic to tackle for a lot of people, whether you're male or female. But I think that the sometimes the male version of things can be a little bit skewed um especially when romance is more about the feelings than about uh other things and so mm -hmm. i i think that sometimes males have a really poor sense of female anatomy um and that can be a men have a poor sense of women having feelings. Yes, for God's sake. Yes, that's the that's part of the problem. They're like, oh, I'm writing this, and oh, forget her. Yeah, <sighs> that's that's you that's know, part of the problem. There's a reason why women read romance. Because they there is a specific reason guys don't understand. Well, I think you have to say some guys because I understand it. Well, some guys, well, you know, there's some differences in this population. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, wonder what that could be. <laughs> I don't know what she's talking about. No idea. Uh, but women read romance because men think nothing but about a woman except the T-zone. Period. In romance, the man touches her all over. Period. That's the whole reason. Okay. I like it. I like it. Men, foreplay. <laughs> Write it down. Yeah. Write it down, research it, figure That's it out. I've told guys, read some romance. You'll learn something. Yes, reading is part of our job. Jake. You two are the, we, we exclude you two. Okay. okay. I'm, I'm all right with that. I'm fine with that. Uh, Jake. Yes. What? That is the end of our episode. We are out of time. Here. Yeah, we are out of time. That was a quick, that was a good, good discussion. Do you know what next week's episode is? Uh, no, but you do. I do. Next week, we're going to be talking about ghostwriters and pen names. So, David. Oh, I'm so excited about that. that. Please be sure to join us on that conversation. Uh, <clears throat> where can everyone listen back to us? Well, if you want to go over to podbean.com or any of the streaming platforms, you could find us at Over the Writer's Block. And uh, we've got 40 plus episodes now. So yeah, go ahead well, and give them a listen. Yeah, we got four. Yeah. So give us a listen. Give us a like. Give us a comment. Don't be afraid to follow us on Facebook as well. Uh, yeah, we're here for you. We'll be here next week at 7 p.m. Central Time if anybody wants to join in. Yeah, everyone's welcome.
And just again, we do this for all of you guys. We just want to have an open community where we can discuss things and be a supportive, you know, place for writers. Yes. And we can all learn, learn from each other. That's what we do here, right? Yes, All right, it is. everyone. Thank you for joining. Brandon, I'm going to be contacting you after this, if you don't mind. Feel free. Always. Thanks. All right. Thank you, everyone. You have a good night, and we will talk to you next week. Okay, bye. Right. Bye. Bye. Happy Valentine's Happy Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day.